0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Brand Partial Show. So I wanted to start talking about the, the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Philadelphia Eagles had a, a terrific draft of taking Keely Ringo, Sidney Brown, Jordan Davis, which is a little more controversial pick. But Eagles did a really nice job of continuing to acquire talent. And I think that's key to me. The year after a Super Bowl or the year after you get to a Super Bowl, I think you want to continue to acquire talent. And that's exactly what the Eagles did. So I think they did a really nice job. Because like I think Tampa Bay, after they won the Super Bowl in 2020, I think they were a little too conservative in that draft. Now they did get Joe Tryon Um, but to me it seemed like they were just kind of, um, you know, they made some other picks like Kyle Trask in this. It was in the second round. They made some picks that are a little too conservative. I think the year after the Super Bowl, you should stay hungry uh, to get guys. Even even if Jordan Davis didn't really fill a necessarily big need, should always look to continue to upgrade your roster because you're not sure what's going to happen the next season. So, so you're not like for example, you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles taking D tackle was that big on you know their biggest need? Probably not. But can you get can you have enough defensive tackles, edge rushers in the NFL? Absolutely not. So. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jalen Carter, uh, will make a, will make a big difference, uh, or should even make a, a, you know, help the the Eagles defensive line even more. So you got Jalen Carter on the defensive line. You still got Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Uh, they brought Nicholas, Nicholas Morrow in at linebacker, the former Chicago bear. So yeah, it's a linebacking unit, linebacking unit. It's going to be one that's going to be the question mark for the Philadelphia Eagles, but, uh, talent all around them, um, and uh, yeah, secondary should be strong even though they lose Gardner Johnson. You got Darius Slay still playing at a high level. Uh, offensive side of the ball, offensive line strong. Uh, you got Jalen Hurts at quarterback. You bring over DeAndre Swift at running back. So you hopefully DeAndre Smith, Swift can, uh, can be a spark on that offense, be a big play guy uh, that he was at times in Detroit when he was healthy. And uh, yeah, you hope A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith keep doing what they've been doing. So it's kind of a lot of, uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, are you really going to take a, a huge step of improvement this year? I think you could, uh, but realistically, I think uh, what you're hoping for, you're going to be a little bit better, and uh, you're going to have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl, and you're going to have a chance to um, to win it for sure. So, yeah, with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I love that they've continued to improve the roster. I think Cindy Brown's going to be a better player than people expect. Uh, I think he is a a starter with some upside. Um, so yeah, things things looking bright for the Philadelphia Eagles. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we'll talk Cincinnati Bengals. Uh so it all starts uh Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Uh the defensive side, uh you do add DJ Turner in the draft, DJ Turner. Uh, excellent corner out of Michigan. I thought he was one of the more underrated players in this draft. Uh, I think he'll give that secondary a boost. It would be cool to see him at Daxon Hill, two former Michigan Wolverines in the secondary. Um, defensive lines, you got Trey Hendrickson, uh, linebacking core uh, Jermaine Pratt highlights that. Uh, Joseph Osai showed some flashes to the uh, former defensive end out of Texas that missed his full rookie year, then got a chance this year in year two. So Yeah, the Bengals defense should be solid once again. Uh, I don't think you're. um, I think that's being a little too optimistic uh, if you're thinking this defense is going to be. This is going to be like a really good elite defense. Should be a solid defense once again. Uh, It's proven they're good enough to win. Uh, Logan Wilson at linebacker is another guy. So yeah, I mean the Bengals, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you know, have been so elite they've kind of covered up. Uh, you know some of the lacking areas. Like it's still not a strong offensive line unit, even though hopefully the offensive line is improved. Hopefully you get a healthy Lyle Collins. Hopefully the guys that they have continue to get better. Um, yeah, running back uh, Mixon. You got Joe Mixon. Hopefully Mixon uh, plays well. So yeah, I mean with the Bengals, they they've got they've got talent. Um, obviously the conversation. Is uh, revolves around Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, uh, Boyd, but yeah, I mean, can the can the Bengals keep improving and uh, can they stay hungry and uh, what is their mindset like after that loss in Kansas City uh, in the AFC in the AFC Conference Championship? So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that with the Bengals. So we'll talk uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, Miami Dolphins, the big question mark, Tyreek Hill uh, with the recent incident, uh, what's going to happen with him, is he going to be suspended, uh, just you know what the punishment is. But yeah, with the Dolphins, Dolphins are a very fun team defensively uh, when you really get down to it, uh, Bradley Chubb, Javon Holland. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. How much J- does Jalen Ramsey have left in the tank? You saw he's kind of declined a little bit. Uh, that's going to be the big question mark, but I think with him, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, it is going to be a fascinating secondary. I don't think they're going to be as feared as most people think, but I think it is a. it's going to be a very, it's certainly a strength of the team or certainly it's going to be one of the, the stronger units in the NFL and certainly a strength of their team. But I don't think it's going to be, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things bringing in Jalen Ramsey and more, it's one of those things that kind of looks more so looks good on paper. Um, and I, I don't mean that in any disrespect to Ramsey now that he's a little older and he's kind of, he has lost a little bit of a step, but I don't think teams are going to go into games really legitimately fearing uh, the Dolphins' secondary. I think they need to be aware of the upside and the potential uh, that they have to create turnovers, especially Javon Holland, proving that he can be everywhere. He's a versatile safety. Also with, you know, Xavier Howard can take the ball away. Ramsey can blitz. So they all kind of have their, you know, unique little niche, um, so yeah, I think, I think Rams. Now that you know, now that I've really thought about it, they all kind of complement each other uh, very well. And then you brought in Cam Smith too. So Cam Smith also kind of complements those guys, uh, the rookie out of South Carolina that they drafted uh, in the second round. So Cam Smith, what's what he what is he get, what is his role going to be? How much does he play? Um, he is a he's a physical corner, uh, kind of like JC Horn, another South Carolina corner. So yeah, I mean, with those four guys, uh, you brought back Nick Needham, too, a guy that can play slot. So yeah, they all have kind of their own unique roles. And then the defensive line remains strong for the Dolphins. Christian Wilkins, one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL, you saw he got paid. Wilkins is a guy I really thought had some upside in the NFL, and you've really seen him develop into that. Jalen Phillips, an edge rusher, I really liked coming out a couple years ago. Phillips, one of the more underrated players uh, in the NFL, he's been good. Uh, he's been a really, really good player. And uh, but yeah, you th- you you thought you saw Jalen Phillips flash as a rookie, and you really thought, excuse me, that he had uh, the potential to be a good player. Dolphins. I always go back to the Dolphins 2021 draft: Jalen Phillips, Jalen Waddle, and uh, and Javon Holland. You got three. You kind of really developed, uh, you know, three guys who are, are you know core pieces to your success in that draft. So Miami Dolphins certainly are example of you know one draft, and like the Bengals I just touched on, guys that. You know, how you can really make a difference in your team in one or two draft, that's the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, 2020, Jamar Chase, 2021, and then the Miami Dolphins in one draft, Jalen Waddell, Javon Holland, and Jalen Phillips. And uh yeah, I had been kind of a critic too of the Miami Dolphins draft. I think I don't think this year was as strong as uh, as it could have been, even though I do like Cam Smith. He was one of my top five corners. Um, like for example with the Dolphins. It, what was it it was uh yeah a couple of years ago they took austin jackson um noah igbanag 2020 i didn't think their draft was super strong they took monogamy austin jackson and I, I was not a fan of those picks and you saw igbanagni's kind of fizzled out um Austin Jackson, he's really not been that good. And yeah, and that ties into the next thing I want to talk about the offensive line for the Dolphins. This is not going to be a strong unit. And this is why I'm not necessarily buying the Miami Dolphins this year, because at best, this is going to be like a solid middle of the pack offensive line. I think you're really. Um I think you really uh, are a little delusional if you think that this is going to be one of the, a top five to ten unit in the NFL. I mean, but to me though, with the talent the Miami Dolphins have on paper, if this is a solid unit, that is a huge win. And if Tua does play well, and you got Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle all clicking, I think this is a team that could make a um, could could do something in the playoffs. But I'm not ready. I'm not ready to to do that. I'm just saying that if everything, you know, kind of comes together in this cuz I think even even saying this offensive line will be solid's asking a lot. I think I don't know exactly what they were ranked last year, but 2 years ago I think they were the 2 years ago they were dead last in the NFL uh, as the worst offensive line. So can this at least be a solid unit? I mean, you got guy got Liam Eichenberg's okay, like a touchdown Austin Jackson's okay, Teron Armstead it's a good player, uh, but needs to stay on the field. So yeah, just wanted to touch on that, uh, with the Miami dolphins. So let's talk Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. It all starts, uh, with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, uh, the quarterback, uh, for the Cowboys. And then on offense, you got CD lamb, Noah Brown, and, uh, yeah, no more Ezekiel Elliott. Still got Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard has, has done a nice job uh, developing to into a, a good running back. I really like what the, what the Dallas Cowboys have done uh, overall uh, through the draft, free agency. You saw they got Stephon Gilmore. Uh, so like the Dolphins, this on paper looks like a, a really nice uh, defensive secondary uh, with Trevon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, you still got Jordan Lewis. So yeah, I mean with the, the Cowboys, I mean secondary, you know, looks pretty strong. Linebacking core, you got you know Van Der Esch, uh, Damone Clark came on uh, last year a little bit, Micah Parsons, Parsons uh, looks like he's gonna play more defensive end, and then you got DeMarcus Lawrence. So Oh, and then also you drafted Mozzie Smith. So yeah, the the Cowboys have done a really good job of just getting a just just being a rock-solid uh, roster overall and just filling in a lot of needs and not really having any glaring weaknesses. But they also are kind of like, like I've touched on, like the New England Patriots. It's a lot of good... It's a lot of good... Good to solid doesn't always win in the NFL. And You see, that's kind of why... I, that's my theory of why the Cowboys have fallen short in the playoffs because, you know, when you look at the Cowboys, they don't really have a lot of true, other than Micah Parsons, you know, name a true difference maker on this team. Like maybe Tyrone Smith at tackle, but Tyrone Smith, he's getting up there in age and he, uh, you know, isn't always on the field. But yeah, I mean, with the Cowboys, I mean, Micah Parsons, big difference but even cd lamb is he is cd lamb a true difference maker cd lamb is a really good player and he's one of been one of my favorite players and I don't, i'm not trying to you know devalue what he's done but he's not like a you know i don't think he has the same impact on the game that justin jefferson or jamar chase has even though lamb is is an excellent wide receiver and also, you know, Michael Gallup, too, is a really good receiver as well. And you saw they, they had three really good receivers, too. Um, and you know, obviously they moved off of uh, Mari Cooper a couple of years ago. But, yeah, Dallas Cowboys going to be good again. You know, this is a team that's got a high floor. And, you know, they're going to be right in the mix uh, when it's all said and done. And they should uh, challenge the Eagles. Uh, it's likely they could, you know, should split with the Eagles. I think that would be uh, – I think that would – uh be quite a bit if they beat, uh, the Eagles twice or to say they were, they're going to beat the Eagles twice. I think that's uh, kind of asking a lot, but yeah, I mean, Dallas going to be strong once again, uh, Prescott, you know, Jerry Jones still there. Uh, I like that. They drafted Deuce Vaughn, uh, the running back and, uh, yeah, Cowboys, a team that have really drafted well for several years now. So let's talk, uh, we'll talk Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Kenny Pickett heads into year two. you still got Najee Harris. I love watching. I love watching Pittsburgh games. It's it's super fun to watch Najee Harris because you know he's just going to be the focal point of the game. You know he's going to get a lot of touches, uh, whether that's uh, between the tackles or out of the backfield. So yeah, Pittsburgh's always fun in that sense. Uh, Deontay Johnson, a really nice player. George Pickens. I think the question is: Is George Pickens going to develop into a superstar? I think he's got some high end uh, traits uh, as far as size, uh, body control. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as becoming an elite receiver, uh, you know, it's yet to be determined. Pittsburgh, a little bit like the Cowboys, you know, they've done a good job of getting really good receivers. Uh, but, you know, with the exception of Antonio Brown, they haven't, he's been, you know, one of their only true difference makers, even though they've they've kind of hit on, uh, you know, just about every receiver. Even Chase Claypool, uh, even though they traded him, Claypool gave him some nice things, too, uh, when he was out there. So, yeah, Pittsburgh's going to be fun. Uh, they took Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of Penn State, uh, early in the second round. Uh, they took Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Now, I'll say this. I wasn't as big a fan uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers draft as, uh, as most people, but I think those guys will be really good, Broderick Jones and Joey Porter. So, yeah, Pittsburgh, you know Mike Tomlin, uh, excellent motivator. Uh, so we'll see. So let's talk Baltimore Ravens. Boy, the Ravens are going to be flashy at wide receiver: Zay Flowers, Devin Duvernay, Rashad Bateman, and Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of flash in the secondary. Uh, but yeah, we'll see the Baltimore. We'll see how it all comes together. Uh, still got Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. Really like their offensive line. So the Baltimore. Baltimore just a just a really really good roster. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, sadly, there's there's not really any true difference makers. But you know, Marlon Humphrey he was talking about maybe he is one of the best corners. He's kind of taken a step back, but Patrick Queen has been okay. Patrick Queen's plays kind of leveled off. He thought he was just going to keep getting better. He's kind of just stayed steady Eddie. Maybe he even took a t- little bit of a step back. I think that was part of why they brought in Roquan Smith. But yeah, Baltimore. Uh, it all stems from the 2022 NFL draft. They had an excellent draft uh, where they brought in Linderbaum, Kyle Hamilton. Before this year, they brought in Barkus Williams at safety, paid him some money. Williams is going to stay on the field, but he is a guy that can create turnovers. You saw it right away in the, in the week one game. He had an interception against the Jets. So Baltimore going to be Going to be really good. Uh, We'll see if the defense can improve. See if the guys like Kyle Hamilton, Odafo away. See if any of those guys can take another step uh, in their development. We'll see how much Trenton Simpson, the rookie linebacker, plays too. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. So let's talk Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings, uh, super interesting team. (laughs) Like every year, I think it's safe to say with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, you got Brian Asamoah. Uh, he's a, a pretty nice player at linebacker. Um, Andrew Booth in the secondary. Is Andrew Booth? I think we're going to find out. Is he the long-term answer at corner? You uh, did some work in free agency. You got Harrison Phillips uh, from Buffalo. Marcus Davenport, a guy that was a pretty solid player in New Orleans. Uh, and then Lewis Seen uh, was a first round safety. Uh, they drafted in the 2022 draft. He had an injury, missed basically the entire year this year. So, how does Lewis Seen bounce back? How does he do this year? Lewis Seen uh, was one of the the hard hitting, you know, downhill safeties that ran fast. Uh, but Lewis Seen, you know, in the preseason, Uh, before this year even when you got to see him healthy he didn't he didn't really he kind of looked like the game was a little fast for him I don't even know hopefully if it slows down then you'll really get to see the Lewis scene you saw at Georgia uh the guy that was you know all over the field making big hits making plays on the ball so yeah hopefully hopefully they'll get something out of Lewis scene hopefully he can be a really good player for him but uh yeah, I mean, there was rumors of you know them trading Daniel Hunter. Obviously, they just released Delvin Cook, uh, so Alexander Madison's going to be the starter at wide receiver. You took Jordan Addison, and that kind of stems with the next point I wanted to make. Vikings have just made kind of some some weird picks, in my opinion, and not really my favorite picks. With the exception of Jay Ward was the defensive back, they took the fourth round. But Jordan Addison, not one of my favorite receivers. Andrew Booth last year, not one of my favorite corners. Lewis was a guy, going back to Lewis, Lewisine was a guy I liked, but I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily love that pick uh, for the Vikings there at 32. So yeah. Minnesota, it's been a mix of um, you know, I would say mostly bad picks, in my opinion. I don't think I think Jordan, Jordan Addison, that might not end up being a decent pick, but I don't think. That that's not the pick I would have made if I was the Vikings, even though I, I think their thinking is Jordan Addison will be a good complement to Justin Jefferson. But how much, how high end, um, how much high end potential does Jordan Addison have? I think he is a. Um, I don't know. He is a he's a good. He does a lot of things pretty well, but I don't necessarily. There's not a lot of elite traits, and he's not like necessarily elite after the catch. He's not like super strong. Um, he does have some versatility to play in the slot in the outside, um, like Jefferson. So, kind of going back to my point, I think he is a good complement to Jefferson and to KJ Osborne in the wide receiving core. Uh, last year, a Kirk Cousins deal. Uh, so, be interesting what what happens with Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, a lot of things um in you know working kind of in favor of the Vikings and a lot of things kind of working against the Vikings. Um uh, and what I mean is uh, you know it seems like they're they're doing some things that are pushing the ball forward and then some things in my opinion pushing the ball backwards. So, yeah, with kind of iffy draft picks, uh releasing Delvin Cook, I kind of see the reason why they released Delvin Cook. It was a guy other than this year had not played a full season. You've seen the the running back markets kind of crashed. So, yeah, Vikings doing some things I like and some things not so much. So let's talk Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders made one of my favorite picks in the first round, getting Tyree Wilson, and that's the burning question I have is what impact does Tyree Wilson make with the Las Vegas Raiders, and can he help really uh, improve this defense? Does he have... Not to say he's Micah Parsons, but he can he have that type of of effect. Obviously, you still have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. So his snap count's going to be limited at least at first if he's that if he's that dominant, they're definitely going to get him more snaps, but Terry Wilson a little bit raw as far as pass rush. Skills, but this guy's sheer power. You got to believe that the floor is going to be high right away, in my opinion, for Tyree Wilson. But can they just, you know, can they work with him? Can they develop some more pass rush moves, some counters, and stuff like that? But yeah, love that pick getting Tyree Wilson. To me, this secondary is not really strong overall. You got Merrick at safety. Nate Hobbs is a really nice player in the nickel. But outside of Nate Hobbs, you have some guys, you have some depth. Um, in the secondary, but there's just you know not a lot of high end talent. It's more just a lot of hustle guys. But in the also the problem I have with the Raiders, they didn't really improve the the interior of the defensive line a whole lot. So does Tyree Wilson, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby? Does their effect on opposing teams' pass rush can that can they help that secondary even more? So I think that was the problem. You know the interior rush was so uh, minimal that even them crashing the outside, the you know, quarterbacks should still step up in the pocket. So hopefully uh, with the guys they have in the interior, they can do enough to help out Crosby, Tyree Wilson, and Chandler Jones. But at least now you have some depth uh, at the defensive line and in the secondary. Offensive line, pretty solid for the Raiders. Same with the wide receiver core, uh, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro running back position. You still got Josh Jacobs. So yeah, the Raiders are a team. You kind of look at the, when you look at them on paper, you go, okay, okay, nod your head. But then you, then you leave your, you know, you kind of scratch your head. Like where are, you know, where are the true difference makers on this roster? And uh, yeah, you got to believe this is a team that, you know, I think their projection is to finish uh, with the 11th pick. So if, if someone told me, they were to finish, you know, what would the 11th pick translate to? I don't know, like a 6-7 st- win team? If someone told me the Raiders were probably going to be a 6-7 win team, I'd be like, yeah, it sounds about right. So, yeah, can this team... Can this team do more than that, I think, is the the main question, though. Uh, you got enough – I think you have enough juice on this roster overall to pull off some upsets, maybe be in some games that people uh, – be in some games and win some games people won't expect, but uh, that's to be determined. And uh, we'll see what Jimmy G uh, can do at quarterback – uh, we'll hopefully get the, a healthy wide receiver unit, and, uh, and uh, hopefully the offensive line stays healthy. I like Colton Miller a lot at left tackle. I think he's one of the more underrated left tackles in the National Football League. So I'm going to wrap with that. Thanks for tuning in to, to uh, the Brandt Partial Show. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes and clips from the show. Till next time, peace.